Welcome to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I am your host, elemental yoga teacher, Samantha Dinage. Join me as we explore holistic approaches to find more balance in today's hectic world. Welcome to episode 15, all about how changing your environment can help to change your life. I recently read the phrase that it can be easier to change our environments than change our minds. I'll say that again, it can be easier to change our environment than change our minds. Wow. How many times do we unconsciously make a lot of choices in various aspects of our lives, including using our phones, what we eat, the level of exercise that we might do, whether we want to undertake a meditation practice, but it doesn't really happen even though that's our goal. There's various examples that I'm sure we can all come up with about how we want to make the right choices. We know it's going to be beneficial for us, but actually we find it difficult to implement. There was a study in relation to popcorn. They had some people at a movie. They did this in a range of cities with a range of different hunger levels. It didn't matter whether people were really hungry or not really hungry at all. When the group were given a bigger tub of popcorn, then they would eat more. It was there in front of them. I guess as you eat it, if it's in a big tub, it feels like you're you're eating less if there's still some left versus if you've got a smaller, smaller container, then you'll naturally eat less, but still feel satisfied. So therefore, by changing certain aspects of our environment, we can then begin to change that unconscious behavior like dipping our hand into the popcorn bowl and eating an excessive amount of it. So this can really help us on a daily basis if we set our environment up correctly, then it can really help bring us closer towards achieving our goals. I know personally for me, I had a bit of a goal to reduce my screen time. So I talked about putting the phone on airplane mode in episode one of the podcast. And I still do that and I still find that useful. But I was still finding that I was going on my phone more than what I wanted to. And actually, it was my husband that kind of prompted this change because we have worktop space in our kitchen. So we tended to plug the phones in on charge there. But we're always in the kitchen to make drinks. We're always, you know, in there making food. We walk through our kitchen to access other areas of the house. So actually it was kind of a a common point that I'd be passing through that even though I didn't want to be looking at my phone. I would find myself walking past it and just checking it because it was there. 
That might be a quick check of emails, social media, but sometimes I know a lot of us, you can get drawn in, you can get distracted and lose a few minutes. So when we're not using them, we're going to place them in the corner in my lounge. And this has had a significant impact on my mindset towards it, how much I think about my phone and therefore how much I actually use it. So it has really been transformational just making this simple, simple change. And we can link this in with some research that's been done at the OneSync Food and Brand Lab where they call it the CAN approach. CAN stands for convenient, attractive and normal. So by putting my phone in the corner of my lounge, somewhere that I don't walk past, I have to actively walk into that corner to use the phone, then suddenly my phone use has become less convenient. It's, it's less attractive. I can't see my shiny phone on the side. It, it's tucked away. And as we've got used to it, it's become more normal to not stand in the kitchen on my phone. Actually, if I'm stood in the corner of my lounge on my phone, it's a little bit like, why am I just stood hovering in the corner of this space? So it almost feels a little strange. So it's suddenly less normal to, to do that, that activity. So I'm finding that really, really beneficial for me. And this can certainly apply to other aspects of life at home as well. I know a lot of us are spending an increased amount of time in our homes and that is an environment that we can have an impact on. So it's an opportunity during this lockdown phase to make some small tweaks and help you to realise those well-being and lifestyle goals that you want to. So for example, if you've got a goal where you want to eat more healthily, you want to reduce the number of processed snacks, example, for example, that you eat, and you want to eat more fresh fruit and vegetables instead. So we can apply the can approach here. It's known through studies that by having foods like the fruit in sight, where it's easy to pick up, it's easy to access and grab, then you're more likely to eat it than if it's in the back of a cupboard, for example. So it's nice and convenient to to eat. If you then add in the fact that you might pop it into an attractive fruit bowl and you display, you take everything out, the wrappers, you display it somewhere in your home so that it looks attractive, then you're gonna be even more likely to make the choice of eating the fruit. And then because it's out, and hopefully you've put, you've stopped buying or you've put the other things to the top shelf out the way, then the fruit all of a sudden seems like the normal choice to make. So your mind can start to get tricked into all of these small unconscious decisions that it makes, which we have many every day around food choices. Actually, it can help us 
to unconsciously make the choices that we actually want to in order to support our goals. And I guess the same applies for things that you are trying to avoid. I have a huge sweet tooth, love a chocolate. If there's a box of chocolates out on the side, I quite happily demolish a large number of them to the point where I've given myself stomach ache, but I just couldn't help having another one and another one, even though my body is telling me I've had more than enough. So things like that, I try and do the opposite. So I try and make it less convenient to have these foods. If I don't have them in the house, then it's less convenient to go to the shop to get a chocolate bar. For things that I do have in the house, I make it less convenient by putting them on the top shelf where I struggle to reach it. I can also make it less attractive. I can just leave them in the wrappers. I'm not going to display it in any attractive bowls. And suddenly, when it's up on a top shelf out of sight, then that choice becomes a little bit less normal. And over time, you're going to be drawn to those things that are freely available. And naturally, some of us will go for the easy option. So if the fruit is out and the chocolates are away, then hopefully that would lead to making the healthier choice without really thinking about it. And that certainly works for me in terms of food choices. Yeah, I'm all for eating a mainly vegetable-based whole foods diet. But if I've got the processed stuff around, it's convenient, it's attractive, it's easy, I can go down that path, no problem. So when we consider it in other areas also, we can come along to exercise. So now my husband doesn't know that I'm going to be talking about it right now and he's probably going to kill me. But my husband is somebody who feels better for exercising pretty much every day. He needs that movement. He has energy that gets pent up inside of him that he just needs to release. At the moment, he's really enjoying riding his bike. He has this goal where he's trying to achieve 100 miles a week. Okay, he's managing to achieve that. So that puts in some context that if he was to ride to work, which is a 15 minute ride, three, four miles, it's actually quite simple for him. But guess what? He drives to work most of the time. So we've started having these conversations recently about like, why isn't he riding the bike? He enjoys it. He loves to get the fresh air. It gets his body moving. We're fortunate to live near nature. So he gets to be outside. So it's kind of like, why not ride the bike? But the normal behavior is to take the car. If we look at people that live near us. Okay, some people take public transport, some people walk if they live in the village, but predominantly everyone around us is taking the car. 
So the bike seems like less of the normal choice. When I say bike, I'm talking about cycling, not a motorbike. So he's actually started now cycling to work. It's only been a couple of weeks, but he's making that commitment that he's going to cycle. And I think he's decided that he's actually going to sell the car that he usually takes to work because that then removes any choice about making the decision that he doesn't want to make anyway about actually going in the car. He gets up early, he has to be out the door fairly quickly. So it could be easy to just go, oh, what shall I do today? I've got a choice. It looks a little bit cold outside. I'm just going to take the car. That's actually, even in the winter, how often is it going to be raining in that 15 minute slot that it takes him to ride to work? And how cold is it actually going to be once he gets moving on the bike? Because he knows when he wears the, the right equipment, the right clothing, you do tend to warm up pretty quickly. So it's not really an issue. I think it's going to be really fantastic if he does sell the car and then unconsciously he will naturally just take the bike to work and that will become his new normal. And he's made it. He's made it convenient. He's bought a new bike pump that quickly pumps the tires up. So that makes that job super convenient. He's got the bike accessible to easily quickly get out in in the mornings. So really, it's a little bit of a no brainer. It just feels like it's not the normal thing to do. And this was so the case when we used to think just about going out for a walk before I got a dog. It would not be the normal thing to go for a one hour walk when it's chucking it down with rain. But it's now the new normal that whatever the weather, we've had our dog two and a half years now, we have to take her out for her walks. She needs it. So she will go out whatever the weather. We've got to burn her energy off. We've got to keep her happy. We've got to keep her healthy. So actually that is the new normal for us, taking the dog out no matter what, every single day. And that's certainly longer than 15 minutes. So again, that 15 minute ride, no matter what the weather, it really isn't that big a deal. It's just setting up the environment to make it happen. And just thinking about riding the bike and that being normal. We, when we used to live in Japan, the bike bicycles are everywhere. People use them daily to get around. They have their kids' carriers on them. They have shopping baskets. There's areas to park the bikes. So it, that in a country like that, it is super convenient. It's attractive to get out and about in the fresh air. And it certainly feels like the normal thing to do. And I've probably been on my bike, what, six times? I've been back two and a half years. And yeah, I used to go on it numerous times a week there because that was my normal mode of transport. And I really loved it and I enjoyed it. Hopefully that's given you a little bit of an insight. Although I'm a yoga teacher, 
I don't always practice yoga as much as I would like. Sometimes that routine can slip, but I've found since setting up a more dedicated yoga space by incorporating some salt lamps, some candles, setting up an oil diffuser, having my mat, my yoga props out ready makes it easier for me to to complete that practice. So it's funny how a few small changes to the environment can really impact on the lifestyle choices that that I want to make, that my husband wants to make. And hopefully this will inspire you to make some changes also to help you to realise your goals. It'd be interesting to see if we rolled out this can approach into schools, into workplaces, if we extended it beyond our own homes and our own lifestyles, then what impact could that have on a workforce? What impact could that have on a whole group of children or staff at a school? What about the environment in your mind, on your phone, the environment that you have before you go to bed, perhaps helping you to get to bed on time. So a whole host of options. So I would say have a think about how you can, the choices that you want to make more convenient, more attractive and more normal. I'd love to hear any changes to your environment that you make and the transformation that it has on on you. So let me know how you get on by tagging me in your post with the username at the Beautifully Balanced Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I'll leave you where we started. It can be easier to change our environment than change our minds. Wishing you all of the best of luck from my home to yours. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review and press the subscribe button. And remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Beautifully Balanced podcast.